Hello and welcome to Cannon and Cockrell. My name's Michael and I'm a Spurs fan. And I'm Jason and I am Arsenal fan. And I gather that was an impression of a certain Jose Mourinho. And we might as well address the elephant in the room. Jose Mourinho is the new manager of Tottenham Hotspur. I have a lot to say about this, but Jason, I'm curious what you think about this, because you've said in previous episodes that you would like him as manager of Arsenal. Are you feeling jealous right now? Well, it's amazing how someone can go from potential Arsenal manager to now the most hated um, figure probably in Arsenal history um, from the way he treated our club and our manager over the years to now actually representing um, everything that's wrong with football, Tottenham Hotspur. Um, so uh, uh, from a from a pure fan point of view, it's um, it's a bit of a nightmare to see him there. Um, but also for me, as I used to say, it, it, it was... Um, it was the move that made sense. You know, he's he's one of the biggest managers in the world still. He's won everything there is to win. Um, he's a serial winner. He gets people into shape, um, you know, metaphorically and literally. Um, and as the Daily Mail is saying, he's a beaming Santa at the moment. He's, uh, you know, he's ready and raring to go. He's, he's saying that he's learned from his mistakes. Whether or not he has, that's another story. For me, from my point of view, there are two sides to this. You know, you've got the Jose of old and the peak Jose who's going to come in. And if he does what he does, is going to finally get rid of that um, that uh, camel on your back, if you like, of, of never winning a trophy. Um, sorry, never winning a trophy in modern history, a major trophy. He could do that. On the other hand, he has history of polarising players, um, the club, the fans, um, not playing youth, um, not nurturing. Um, that's obviously the opposite of what Tottenham have been doing in the past few years. So, um, you know, they think the club have to put their money where their mouth is. Um, and I think that he's going to have to take his, as he almost, he said in his press conference, you know, it's not about me anymore. Um, he's going to have to take that ego out of the equation now um, in order to, to take the club forward. But, um, I thought the way it was handled with Pochettino was was quite smooth in a way. You know, he's, he's gracefully left the club. And I think that's testament to the relationship he built with the club. Um, but uh, was it hasty? Probably when you look at it on a macro scale, yes. It was very hasty to get rid of that manager. Um, but when you have an opportunity like Jose Mourinho, there's no two ways about it. Um, it's a big move and it certainly puts Tottenham... Um, on a pedestal and how are you feeling I mean I know you wouldn't have believed years ago when we used to watch I am live on Santa Sport and you know the puppets of Jose and calling Wenger a voyeur and all the fights that that he would ever be Spurs manager and now suddenly the the the, the icon of Premier League football is now your manager representing the club you love um, and I'm sure you believe have have values that um a very, a very strong family values as well. And do you think that he that he's going to be the right man to represent Tottenham? And and how are you feeling in general about the move since uh, you know the past forty eight hours? You know you wouldn't have thought it, and now suddenly here he is. It's been an absolute whirlwind of a week, like you said. I mean, ten years ago, or you know, back in in the early days when we first started following our our respective football clubs and Mourinho is winning titles at Chelsea. If you'd said in ten or so years' time he'll be Tottenham manager. To, you know, a, a manager of a Tottenham team that have just played in the Champions League final and have this huge new stadium. 
you'd have been laughed at. And it still doesn't feel real. I keep on seeing him now in the Tottenham training gear, giving the press conferences with the players holding up the Spurs shirt. And it, oddly, the more I see of it, the less real it seems. It's just so surreal to think that Jose Mourinho is our manager. Even Not even a few years ago, even a few weeks ago, a few months ago, if you'd said that Mourinho is going to be managing Tottenham, it would have sounded like the most ridiculous thing. And I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since it happened. When, when I saw the news that Pochettino had been sacked, I didn't believe it at first. I saw, I saw it as a BBC Sport headline on Twitter. And you know when you see those spoof accounts that, that mimic <laughs> BBC Sport, and fool you into thinking it. I was like, no, 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 that, that can't be real. Even though the writing had been on the wall for a while and actually there'd been a lot of rumours that we'd been looking at drawing up a short list of replacements and there'd been crunch meetings with Levy and all of this. It, it still felt like such a shock when it happened. But then to wake up the next morning and Mourinho was appointed, in a way, as you said, that's, that's what you want to see, that they're not just sacking a manager and there's no plan. They clearly had Mourinho lined up and had been thinking about it for a long time to, to bring him in that quickly. And I wonder whether if Mourinho wasn't on the market, whether we actually would have sacked Pochettino at this moment in time, because there wouldn't have been another obvious replacement to come in who would have been able to command the same respect. Um, I'm very sad to see Pochettino go because he he was the best Spurs manager in my lifetime. I, I absolutely loved him. He made me feel the most proud I've ever been to be a Spurs fan, took us to heights that I never thought I'd see, Champions League finals and all the rest of it. And it's a shame that he didn't get the fairy tale ending that he deserved by winning the Champions League. But also, perhaps it's for the best that it happened so quickly and that the relationship didn't sour like it did for Wenger at Arsenal, for example. Um, it's the biggest decision that Daniel Levy's made as chairman of the club, other than the money that he committed to building the stadium, because if this goes well, then you look back at this and say, this is the moment maybe when Tottenham took that next level. And if Mourinho can instill that winning mentality that you were referring to, that ruthlessness, and win trophies, then you'll say this was the moment when Tottenham, I don't know, grew up is the right word, but but took that next step that everybody's been saying we needed to take. If it goes wrong, we'll be looking back and saying, what on earth were we doing, undoing all that hard work and allowing either a, a domestic rival or a European rival to take our manager, Pochettino, for nothing. So it really is probably going to be the most consequential season in Tottenham's modern history. Obviously, I hope it goes well. I keep on going back and forth in my mind. There's big doubts about Mourinho in terms of quality of football, style of football, his whether he will develop the, the young players. I worry about players like Ryan Sessegnon now, for example. But on the other hand, I can't lie, though, watching videos of him on the training ground, there's something very exciting about having a two-times Champions League winner, three-time Premier League winner, as your manager. And as I've said before, we, we both talked about how we would feel hypothetically about Jose Mourinho being our manager. It's a reality now. At the time, I said you could do a lot worse and I wouldn't mind it. And if Pochettino w did have to go, Mourinho would be one hell of a replacement. And I'm not going to lie, the, the West Ham game on Saturday, which I was dreading beforehand, I'm now actually looking forward to with some excitement. I'm looking forward to seeing what team Mourinho puts out, how he'll play, what, you know, how he'll develop the team it's going to be fascinating I just hope it's fascinating in a positive way for us rather than fascinating in the sort of car crash way that it was in the latter days at Man United and when I kind of put myself when I think about how I would feel if Arsenal had sacked Emery and brought in Mourinho part of me would feel a bit jealous and would be wondering whether or not we should have done that and so the fact that we've done it 
obviously I have to hope now that it that it pays off because if it doesn't then things could get very toxic in a way that would make Arsenal fan TV look like the Teletubbies. <laughs> um, and I don't mean to harbour on the past, and this is probably the last time I'll do it in reference to Pochettino, but putting Mourinho aside and just looking at him and his reign and, and the situation now, was it a bit hasty when, you know, two wins away from being <laughs> in amongst everyone else? Um, probably going to get through the next round of the Champions League, um, FA Cup to come. Champions League final in May although it looked like he'd lost the dressing room do you think he could have turned it around I mean it's only speculation um but but did he deserve a bit longer I think I think every Spurs fan would have been willing to give him longer and I would have thought that that Levy would have given him longer but then actually in retrospect Levy's been far more ruthless with managers than I think people remember and perhaps it shouldn't be such a surprise that he's taken this decision I think if it had just been a bad start to this season it would have been more of a shock but when you look at 2019 as a whole the fact that we haven't won away in the league since the early days of January the fact that we've taken I think it's either 24 points in 25 games or 25 points in 24 games or something like that it has been relegation form in the league in the calendar year of 2019 and if we hadn't have reached the Champions League final and hadn't finished in the top four last season, both of which could and perhaps should have happened, and we'd made this bad start, then perhaps it would have been a bit less of a shock. I can only think that things must have been far worse than even we, we realised behind the scenes and that the board and Levy felt that he wouldn't be able to turn it around this season or, or with this group of players. You know, Pochettino had made it quite clear that he wanted a clear out and new players in that wasn't going to happen until January at the earliest or even next summer. And if he'd lost the ability to motivate and inspire and get the best out of this group of players at this moment in time, and things weren't going to get any better, then I can sort of understand and rationalize maybe why Levy thought given that a manager like Mourinho is available, do it now while you can get in such a high caliber replacement rather than give it a few months and potentially be in an even worse position than you are in now in the league and not be able to bring in such a high caliber replacement immediately and have to wait until the summer and then get in an Eddie Howe or a Nagelsmann or the other people we were linked to. So I can understand it on the one hand, but on the other, because of what Pochettino had done, you feel like you don't have the time to turn it around, but maybe as well, Pochettino himself didn't, necessarily have the same desire to start a whole new project again and maybe what you need is a manager who feels that he can get the best out of this group of players rather than who needs to kind of tear everything all up and and start over again Mourinho said he wanted to work with this group of players he tried to buy some of these players at former clubs tried to buy Alderweireld and Dyer reportedly while he was at United obviously his huge admiration for Kane and Son and other players and maybe Mourinho can get the best out of these players, can motivate them, can inspire them and can is able to play in a way that plays to their strengths. You know, we, we couldn't play the, the high press intense game anymore that we used to under Pochettino that we were most successful with under him with these players at this moment in time, whether because of injuries, their age, them not willing to do that anymore. But maybe Mourinho, OK, maybe it's a slightly more defensive style to bring in, but maybe it will be what these players need at, at this moment in time. So... I have to trust that they've taken an informed decision that they think is in the best interests 
of the club. I don't think any fans would have been against giving Pochettino more time. But at the same time, if it's a choice between him going now or, as I said, later down the line when things have gotten even worse, then maybe it's for the best that he's gone with us still wanting more, if you get what I mean. It's like when a TV show ends and you, you still want more rather than a TV show going on a few seasons too long and you wishing it had ended earlier. <laughs> so I suppose that's the, that's the analogy that, that I'd use for that. And I was nodding along when you said that, um, you know, you never know probably behind the scenes how bad it actually got. And that's something that probably has happened to Jose Mourinho as well, especially when at Man United... Um, I don't think we still know the true extent of what has happened. You know, we know there were some relationship issues with the likes of Paul Pogba, with Luke Shaw was kind of um, isolated from the squad. And I wanted to know about your thoughts on on the relationships Mourinho might have with his players. You know, there are a lot of players nearly out of contract, a lot of contract rebels, and not only that, um, players who clearly don't want to play for the club. So we've mentioned a few times, Danny Rose, um, you know, you're signed here about Alderweireld again. Um, Deli Ali, of course, big personality, um, has a bit of feistiness. Do you think that he might clash with Jose Mourinho? And 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 could that be the downfall before he started? He's got these players that, you know, have had a bit of an easy ride in terms of personality. They've had a guy there who has brought them up, but hasn't really clashed with them. I know in recent months, he's kind of hinted at player mistakes and kind of... Um, polarizing personalities um but i wonder what you think about um you know whether you're worried about the egos in the squad and whether it might be a good thing that he will um reshape the squad you know how he wants it and it's you know either either jump on the train with me or leave um it, it could be the it's it certainly in my view will be the end of this spurs squad as we know it but again, could it be that opportunity for someone like, albeit his attitude doesn't look great considering his uh, his uh, flag with Wales, but someone like Gareth Bale and looking back at Dybala and saying, right, this is the new squad we need. So could it be a blessing in disguise if, it, disguise if he ruffles some feathers? Potentially, I think. It'd be, I mean, reportedly, uh, who knows what you can believe, but reportedly in his first training session he told the players if you back me I will make you winners and there's very few managers who if he did say that could get away with saying that in their first training session but you feel like Mourinho is the type of character who okay maybe he's learned from his experience at United maybe he will be a bit more conciliatory and and try and be a bit more friendly but you get the feeling that he will expect players to buy into him and if they don't then he'll get rid and that he is a manager who despite what people say about tarnishing his reputation at United or the second time around at Chelsea will appeal to players. You mentioned Dybala and Bale. There'll be loads of other players who will think, I, you know, who still would think I would like to play under Jose Mourinho. And I would hope that a lot of the players in that Spurs squad would think that this is a great opportunity to learn from someone who has been there and done it. And as you said, won it all. And I think a lot of the personalities, to be fair, would be quite conducive to, to Mourinho because they're used to having to work quite hard under Pochettino he was somebody who expected at least physically a, a lot of commitment from, from his team. And I think you mentioned Deli Ali. I think Mourinho would like the feistiness of Deli Ali. I think he would like the feistiness of an Eric Lamella. I think he would like how hard 
players like Eric Dyer or Ben Davies or Musa Sissoko or even Human Son work for the team, how much they run. I think you would like the experience defensively of players like the Tongan and Alderweireld. But the big on those two, the big problem for him, as you said, up front is in terms of the contracts, does his presence there now convince these players that actually I will sign on for another year or two at Tottenham? Or are they still thinking, now nah, I'm going to run down my contract, I'm going to leave? And does Mourinho then decide to jettison them, leave them out of the squad, focus on other players? That would probably be the big... I mean, that was a big challenge for Pochettino, which he seemingly wasn't able to to deal with. And that will be the big challenge up front for Mourinho. Who are his trusted players? Who will get on with him? Who, who will he trust? And... We'll have to see what happens. And in his first cup season and a half, two seasons, he tends to do all right. It's in the third season, obviously, with Mourinho when, when things all fall apart. And so that's when I'd expect to see him falling out with players. If, if it starts to happen already, then we're in for a bit of a bumpy ride. But hopefully any fallouts with players won't happen until the third season at least. And then we can go and, and get in an Eddie Howe or someone like that, a Pochettino-esque manager again, and do the whole long-term project thing again. But I think, I think he'll actually find at Tottenham the attitude in the in the dressing room in the squad is much better than it was when he walked in at United or walked in at Chelsea the second time round or even Real Madrid. And actually, I think Mourinho is at his best when he's at a club that are underdogs. The first time he came to Chelsea, they hadn't won a league since the fifties or something like that. And I actually think, in a way, he might look at where we are now and see it as comparable to where Chelsea were then. OK, we, we're not spending the money on players, but he'll see a club that is on the verge of becoming a huge title-winning club and that he has that little extra bit special that they need to get over the line. You look at what he did at Porto, where he made his name originally winning the Champions League there. What he did at Inter Milan, who, OK, they're a huge name historically in European football. But at the time, and particularly when they won, they won that Champions League under him, coming up against and beating Pep Guardiola's Barcelona, they're very much underdogs. And I think he enjoys that us-against-them mentality, that trying to prove people wrong. Personally, he wants to prove people wrong. And he will, you would think, pull on the strings of those Spurs players and say, you lot need to prove people wrong. People, you know, you haven't won anything. People call you bottlers, all the rest of it. All of us together have a point to prove. And I can see him stoking that emotion and, and that energy and pulling the team together that way. And actually, I think the environment around Tottenham is arguably more suited to him than any job he's had since Inter Milan. At least that's my hope. I could be horribly wrong on that, but I have a feeling that actually the the atmosphere in the Spurs dressing room, despite what may or may not have happened under Pochettino, could actually work in Mourinho's favour. If he proves everyone wrong and, you know, he, he actually does what he's saying, what the club clearly... Um, would like in an ideal world to continue to kind of bring these youngsters through as well. Um, I just want to read you a couple of names um, of players that Mourinho has given debuts to. Um, there's the likes of Arjen Robin, uh, John A. Mikel, uh, Marco Anatovic, Mario Balotelli, uh, Alvaro Morata, Rafael Varane, um, even Kurt Zuma, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, uh, more recently Scott McTominay. Um, is there anyone that you think in the Spurs squad, from the players who are at risk in their position, is there anyone ready-made in terms of the youth that you can see uh, being next in line as someone that could be a Jose player? Or do you think it's um, the youth aren't quite ready yet and uh, 
and maybe you need to go that other direction now and start and start signing big again. To be honest, I don't know because I think the obvious places where you'd say we need to improve at the moment are in defence. But is Kyle Walker Peters going to take that right back spot from Serge Aurier? I, I'd want him to. I'd rather play him there. But Pochettino bizarrely, after starting the season with Walker Peters, reverted back to Aurier despite all the mistakes Aurier was making. Does Mourinho trust Walker Peters again or does he say we need to go and sign a right back? Does he bring in Ryan Sessegnon, maybe even as a sort of left wing back, take the Danny Rose position? I don't know. I, I'd say that's the area of the team that you'd say is most in need of improvement and where arguably you have players in Sessegnon and Walker Peters, even though Sessegnon's will be more of an attacking player at this point. But those are the areas where you'd say the young players have the best chance of breaking into the team. I don't think in, in midfield, I mean, Skip has been in and out around the squad, but I think Eric Dyer will get a big boost from Mourinho coming in. And obviously we, we signed him Dembele and we've got the cell. So, so I, I can't see youth coming through midfield. And then up front, there's a lot of talk about Troy Parrott, the young Ireland striker. But let's be honest, if, if Kane's fit, Kane's playing. And then you've got Son and Lucas as well. So I think there are quite limited opportunities for the youth at the moment. Maybe Juan Foyth could, could break through in, in defence, particularly if the Tongan and Alderweireld aren't going to be sticking around for the, the Jose era. But I think Jose will revert to his norm of trusting older, more experienced players and only using the youth sparingly or when he has to. It'll be interesting if he puts his team selections where his mouth is in these early interviews, and we'll see how much Mourinho's really changed, or if the pressure's on and when the stress really gets to him, whether we see that you know Leopards don't really change their spots. Speaking of interviews, um, Jose's known for being very outspoken, which is why um, I want to play a little game with you about uh, various managerial quotes over the years. Um, and I'd like to give you a few quotes, and I'd like you to let me know who said them. Are you up for the challenge? Oh, yeah, I like the sound of this. Um, so I'm going to give you an easy one here. Um, please don't call me arrogant, but I'm a European champion, and I think I'm a special one. Jose Mourinho. That is Jose Mourinho. And while we're, we're on the topic, um, who said, what did Jose Mourinho himself actually say, or who was he referring to when he said the following? He is a specialist in failure. Arsene Wenger. Yeah, very classy thing to say. Um, how about this one? A uh, very famous footballer in history, player and manager. Um, I wonder if you get it. Football is simple, but it is difficult to play simple. Oh, it's a good quote. Lovely quote. And what you... Ooh, football is simple, but it is difficult to play simple. Is this a manager who's currently working? No. Was it Cruyff? Yeah, it was Cruyff. Well done. That's I was thinking be... either Cruyff or, or, or Guardiola, because Guardiola is a, a disciple of Cruyff. I was going to give you a um, a, t- uh, uh, a quick tip saying it's not Alan Kerbishley. Uh, <laughs> how about another easy one? Some people believe football is a matter of life and death. I'm very disappointed with that attitude. I can assure you it's much, much more important than that. That's Shankly. That's Bill Shankly, of course. Um, how about... Mm, running is for animals. You need a brain and a ball for football. Ooh. 
I don't know, Diego Simeone? No, it's actually Louis van Gaal. Uh, uh, it's quite a Van Gaal-y. Van Gaal-y thing. Um, how about this? From uh, I'll give you a clue. It's from a Premier League winning manager. Football managers are like a parachutist. At times it doesn't open. Here, it is an umbrella. You understand, Mary Poppins. Uh, uh, a Premier League winner. I don't know. Manuel Pellegrini. Uh, no, it is the great Claudio Ranieri. Oh, no, again, that was quite Ranieri. It's quite Ranieri-ish. What about who is this-ish? I've won more titles alone than the rest of the managers in this league combined. That was Mourinho again, wasn't it? That was your humble manager, as he says. He he did say today in his first press conference how humble he is, which if you have to say how humble you are, I think you're... Uh... How about I'll give you one more who was a manager who could have gone to Spurs. We have to stay calm. Don't panic. Like Dad's army, don't panic and carry on doing your job because it's a long, long season. Manager who could have gone to Spurs... I'm actually going to give you another quote of his. Might make it easier. I was surprised by what has been said, but maybe they are nervous because we are at the top of the table. But I want to talk about facts. I want to be clear. I do not want to play mind games too early, although they seem to want to start. Benitez? That is Rafa Benitez for both of those. Wow. And of course... I'm not going to make it too obvious, but there was one that didn't make the shortlist tonight. Talking about, I would love it if we beat them. Good old Kevin Keegan. Good old Kev Keegan. Um, so yeah, it's 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 all changed at the moment for Tottenham Hotspur, and it's exciting. And I think you'll know a lot more after Saturday when I'm sure you'll be thinking that surely. You've got a new manager. You'll finally be able to win away in the Premier League in 2019 <laughs> for the second time. Hope, hopefully. I mean, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see if he's already managed to shift some sort of mindset. Whether whether he plays different players, whether he says, right, he's mediocre, he's mediocre, he's mediocre, he's going. I mean, it could be as simple as saying Gazaniga, Vorm's coming back in. Get rid of Sissoko. Get Lachelso back in. Um, It'll be very interesting. I think Moore should start. Um, he might drop contract Rebel Eriksson, should probably pay Ben Davies. I mean, there's some there's some interesting options, and I'm sure it'll be uh, it'll be a great watch, and he'll make it a spectacle, I'm sure, because it is it is a lot of the time, regardless of what he says, it is the Jose Mourinho show. Um, but I wanted to touch upon, even though this is the Jose Mourinho special, um, a little bit about Unai Emery, because who would have thought that Pochettino get to a Champions League final and keep his team at the top of English football for so long or amongst the top. And he is still in a job come November 21st. And he doesn't look like leaving anytime soon. And it looks like he's going to bring back, um, oh, captain, our captain or ex-captain, uh, Granit Xhaka. So, I mean, who would have thought and who knows how long it's going to last. And I, I just want to know your thoughts. If we finally manage to get rid of this man, what if Maurizio Pochettino said, you know what? 
I like it in London. My family is settled. I like it in North London. I've always liked the colour red. What would you say? Would you be happy or not happy? Would you would you accept it for what it is? Or would you say he is the chief of all Judases? Or Judai, as I probably like to say. It would it would never happen ever in a million years. And if it did, uh, I don't even want to think about it. It's too I upsetting. I have a close friend of mine who I can tell you what time. He said uh, yesterday, no, the day before yesterday, I would be shocked if Jose went in. It won't be him at 7.59. I don't want to tell you the message I got at 7 in the morning. <laughs> so who knows? Impossible is nothing, as uh, as a sports brand once said. Indeed. It's going to be a, a fascinating, fascinating season. It's going to be a ride, but I think it does uh, put a bit of life yet into uh, Spurs, um, into the North London derby and into Cannon and Cockerell. Indeed. I mean, since we started this this podcast, Spurs have got to Champions League final. Mourinho is their manager. New stadium opened. Arsenal have had Europa League final. The Xhaka captaincy saga. Who knows what twists and turns await us in the future? I'll tell you one thing. Right now, I'd rather be Spurs than Arsenal, and I wouldn't say that often. Ooh. Let's see if you're still saying that coming the end of the season. I hope so. Or maybe by the end of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Who have Arsenal got for the weekend? Arsenal are playing Southampton at home, so that's a lovely uh, two points dropped. <laughs> yeah, if you don't win that, then uh, Emery out will be... Uh, but then who? Emery out, but who do you bring in now Mourinho's taken? Nagglesman in. Nagglesman <laughs> in. Whoever in. Hashtag whoever in. I'm going to predict one all Arsenal Southampton. What are your thoughts on West Ham away? It's, it's their cup final. They always raise their game against us. I'll predict a narrow Spurs victory. Boring, boring Spurs. Yeah, it's going to be all there. The 1 0. Jose shushing down the camera. At least it gives us some moments of the Sky Sports montage at the end of the season. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. So to that, I say, good evening. (laughs) Good evening.